0: everyone and welcome to women who travel a podcast from Connie Nast traveler i'm Meredith Carey and with me as always is my co-host Ali Ericaoglu hello Last month, we published a list of 101 ways to have fun this summer to celebrate and maximize the renewed sense of hope many of us are feeling about the season. And on the podcast today, we're talking to two of the most fun people that we know about finding joy this summer. Joining us from LA is Marwa Ibrahim, a professional hula hooper, roller skater, and owner of I Want to Go to Paradise. And from Nashville is Jersey Banks, co-founder of Urban Cowboy Hotels and the Dive Motel. Thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. So we're only in June, but
1: the summer already feels quite different from the summer of 2020 in that, for one thing, it feels more joyful. How are you both planning to make the most of the sun and newfound freedoms that we have this summer? And do you have any travel plans?
2: Personally, I'm really, I'm trying to stay close to home. I'm not, you know, normally a typical year pre-COVID would have been, um, it would have involved quite a few flights. My family's in Australia and My work's in London and then I'm living in LA. So I would at least make that triangle once a year. But now that I'm kind of used to being in one spot, I'm trying to keep everything very local, staying in LA, maybe a little bit further out, a lot of trips to the beach, a lot of like rediscovering things in my own neighbourhood. I think that's what a lot of people I talk to have been taking away is that finding that you don't need to jump on a plane. There's actually, you know, so many things in your your own hometown that you didn't know that existed that you might not have had time for, um, which is great. And to that point, things
1: that are only just opening back up or feeling sort of some semblance of normality. We've been home for a year, but our neighbourhoods have felt quite different. And now we get to start to explore them again.
3: Yeah, I kind of second that. Um, I feel like we had, you know, kind of a long winter because <laughs> last summer wasn't really a fun one. Everyone would kind of had to, you know, stay inside. So I, I think people are pretty eager to get out and see what's still there. And I'm going to be going back and forth, obviously, from Nashville to New York, where both of our businesses are. And we're actually launching our creative studio. So I'm getting a a whole new chance to, like, engage in community in New York again, which I think will be so much fun. But, I mean, as far as travel plans go, that's where we are. We're Nashville, New York, um, and Catskills, which is plenty of places to go.
0: (laughs) As far as the last year has gone, how have you guys been able to find joy? Are there any hobbies that you've discovered that you plan to carry into the aftertimes
2: I got really into those YouTube walking walking city tours where people are just walking down streets in Japan and stuff and I'm really loathe to get into this new type of reality that it, it's just like Oculus's and you know, you don't need to go anywhere. You can do everything from home and and you'll feel just like you spent a week on the beach. Uh, you know, I want to spend a week on the beach. I don't... Yeah, it's the world's biggest lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so much of it is, and it's really like, you know, having the amount of time we all had last year, if we, you know, if we were lucky enough, I feel like we, I feel like we were really lucky, you know, being stuck in LA, you know, we had a house, we had space, we had garden, you know, a lot of the world was going through something much more difficult than what we had to experience personally here but it did offer time to sort of be like what is it that makes that so good why did I used to do that and so much of it like that thing about the beaches it's not it's clearly not visual because that's all available now even in a sort of 3D sense but it was the sense it was sensory it was like wind and like sense like smelling things and you know it really made me um think about that a lot more
3: I love that. I had a I had a baby this year during quarantine, so that's been a big project of mine.
2: <laughs> Snap, me too. This was a setup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see. <laughs> Wait, how old is your baby? Seven months.
3: Oh great. Mine's nine. Oh yeah. Well, oh my so god. You,
2: I I'm only just scraping in and you perfectly scraped in because we were pre-pandemic babies. These were not which I have to, I keep... They weren't <laughs> babies. This wasn't bored, stuck at home. This was like, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you can attest to this as well. I'm, I spent most of the quarantine in Nashville, so I didn't have, I mean, I had a yard, I had my house. We have trees and we'd go on walks and we'd, um, we have a, like a golf course at the end of our like a public golf course, not like a fancy one um, at the end of our block. And just taking those walks around the little loop to go to the golf course and seeing basically all of our neighbors hanging out because also right at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a tornado here in Nashville that took out a lot of the neighborhood and rendered the golf course unusable for golfers, but we made it a park. So um, that was kind of our, our neighborhood escape. And we got a puppy and we got a baby. So we just take the family to the golf course and like hang out with, you know, a bunch of old rock stars who are our neighbors that were like <laughs> singing and jamming. And like, it was, uh, it was pretty fun. And, it, you know, it's a way to engage in our neighborhood that we never would have done had we not had like the, you know, this moment to really engage in it.
1: Mayor, I actually just want to turn that question to you. How did you find joy? What do you think you're going to carry
0: over? Like you guys are talking about with walking, my joy was the freedom I got in biking around New York. I didn't feel particularly comfortable taking the subway. And while I would love to walk to visit my friends on the Upper East Side, it's just a little far. And so I got a bike uh, last July and it has totally changed the way I interact with New York. And just just like opened up so much uh, for the most part, it takes the same amount to bike everywhere as it takes to take the train. So to be able to be outside, to see people, to crinkle your eyes, to make sure people know that you're smiling when when you bike past them with your mask on, um, that was probably like the most joyful, especially when I could bike with people um, like Lale, And I think it's probably what I'll carry over into this summer specifically. Um, I still need to take my bike to the shop to get a tune up, but just like planning all the trips to the beach and up to the Bronx and and all over the place with my bike has already been super fun. And again, like exploring the place that I already loved and making it even better. How about you, Lolly? What is what is your joyful moment since you asked me that? Oh, question? it was my
1: it was my bike, a hundred percent my bike. It was to that thing that we've all been saying about getting to know the place that you live better. And I feel like it. I saw New York from a completely different vantage point. And it also allowed me to move my body in a way that was solo and felt safe when I couldn't be moving my body in the company of others in exercise studios. And I'm obsessed with my bike. I'm going to be a cyclist forever now, and I never would have thought I would be that two years ago. May you like mentioned trip planning. Both of you, I would love to hear a little bit about how you think your travel priorities or the way that you define fun on vacation has changed as a result of the last year and a half of what do you think you're going to be looking for even if it's just on those trips to
3: the catskills or to nashville or to outside of la to the beach um i think for me and this might just be also because we are traveling with an infant now but the length of time we spend in places when we think about traveling has really changed like we're into spending much longer amounts of time. Before we were very jet-set, couple days here, let's have lunch in Paris and then on our way to somewhere else and like it was always so rushed and so quick and trying to pack so much in. And now I think it's much more leisurely and we're, you know, we're like let's spend a few weeks in places instead of a few days. And I think that, you know that's just wanting to really, um, immerse in places more than we have before and like dig in and not not just be so superficial about the opportunity that we have to really go someplace.
2: Yeah. I know it was a really hard time for a lot of people. Weirdly, it felt like it just last year worked out very well for me and I feel very grateful about it. And this is one of the perfect examples that I, I feel like I had a head start on this because all my travel used to be work, travel, to travel. And so a holiday always meant no more than two hours and preferably driving. I never wanted to be like flying somewhere for a holiday because it was that, that was work. Work was just like taking a 17 hour flight with change and then working in what felt like 2am instead of 2pm and then jumping back on a plane and coming, you know. And so the idea of a holiday was always somewhere where you didn't have to travel. You just sit still like the staycation, like the classic staycation. So, so now that it feels like everyone's jumping on board with this idea, which is great, (laughs) which I'm really into. Um, and yeah same thing with having a having a baby in the mix definitely adds to not wanting to um travel we did our first trip away and we went to palm springs which i've always loved going to palm springs because it is less than two hours away and um i love the desert it's hot it's very straightforward i feel like i understand palm springs it's not like you know there's joy with like discovering a new place but there's also something really calming about visiting something that you know inside out which is why i love and always go back there but going there with a baby and then having to like troubleshoot all this new stuff, like, oh, we're all in the same room. So <laughs> if you don't want to sleep because you're so psyched, because we're all here. So what was our first three day break turned into way less of a break and actually being more exhausted coming back? <laughs> but um but it was still nice to go away.
0: You mentioned that last year netted out to be a pretty good year for you and i feel like people got into roller skating as a pandemic hobby whether they were skating themselves or just like oh, watching yeah. skating blow up on tiktok and instagram what is it about roller skating that is so
2: much fun listen it was all preaching to the converted from so i'm like i've been skating since i was two <laughs> It is fun. It is the best. And I'm psyched that everyone has finally worked that out. It did seem so weird to me, though, that it took a pandemic for it to get so popular. Maybe that was because the thing that was so weird is that and and if you look at the numbers of like if you look into any of the brands, I mean, we're not talking like. A few people got into it. We're talking like millions of pairs of roller skates are moving. It's it's mad. Like, and anyone that's been trying to get a pair, you know, good luck because there's just, there's no stock. But, um... Everyone was doing it inside, in their kitchens, <laughs> in their lounge rooms. All these videos are like people working in a sort of two meter square, you know, three foot square in their in their lounge rooms with their cameras set up on the, you know, coffee table being like, Oh, I've learned to do the downtown or I'm look at my spins and I was like, But we're inside like this is crazy. <laughs> and and twenty nineteen for me. I, you know, had really started building my um, roller disco party, Paradise Roller Disco, and we we did one in New York and we had done a bunch in LA and, and I was so, and we, you know, April 1st, 2020 was our big one back for the year and obviously got cancelled, but... Um, it's not an ideal date to choose April Fool's Day. Yeah, it was called the No Fool's Disco. It was like, because we'd missed a bit of time and I was like, we're, we're going in. And it was like, as it, you know, it was like, because California was really late shutting down. Like I felt like I'd been quarantining since January, but I was like, this isn't going to happen. And sure enough. And now that rink is closed, like a lot of rinks closed, but, but there is huge energy and I'm so excited and it's great um, seeing all these people. And there were a lot of videos, there's a lot of tutorials, people that have been practicing inside and are now heading outside into the real world to see what it feels like to not be on the carpet or Safety of your sort of lounge room because um, it is different when you go outside. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited for you know what's to come with roller skating because it feels like it's it's really finally finally having its moment. I imagine practicing on the carpet is a pretty good way if you've never done the, it before. It's the best. It's the best. And I was doing tons of tutorials up until I couldn't because my bump was looking too big. Um, and I you know you know how people feel about seeing pregnant women do anything. They get mad, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a great place to learn and all my tutorials and a lot of the work I'm doing now is with people, you know, so many people have gone out, they've spent the money to get the skates, hopefully they've spent the money to get the protective gear too and now I'm just like, I'm on a mis- personal mission to just be like, go outside, fall backwards, break your wrist and then three roll skates out because a lot of, that's what a lot of people are cycling through now, it's like you just need to learn the basics and most importantly, you need to learn how to fall over so that you're comfortable on them. And, you know, it, it just takes a bit, you know, it's like anything you have to learn, you know, from the start and then get a good grip on it. And hopefully we won't see a decline. You know, I've I've definitely been talking to people that are like, I saw the TikTok thing and I bought the skates and then I, you know, went in my driveway and broke my wrist and put my skates up on, you know, Craigslist or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 just practice the falls, learn how to get comfortable on them. And, um, and it is just the funnest thing ever
1: learning how to fall there's like a life lesson in this yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it, it is it is an and, and I know because I've had the same like with various skills I've learned along the way when I you know it's a it doesn't it's not an exact obviously it's very different but when I I trained at circus school and I did three years of swinging trapeze and had been doing trapeze for nearly a year and had a new trainer who um who I started working with who just on the first day I worked with her, she was like, "What's wrong with you? What's wrong? She's, she's great. I we're still good friends." But she was like, "What's wrong with you?" And I just kept saying, "I, you know." And then I said, "I don't want to fall." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Well, I've never fallen off the trapeze." And she's like, "You've never fallen off the trapeze?" <laughs> she's like, "You've been doing this for a year." And I was like, "I know. Like I'm terrible." And she's like, "And that was it." She was like. That's all you're doing for the rest of the week. And I was like, Are you, I was like, ter- petrified of like swinging on this huge trapeze and then just letting go and being like, ah! and, you know, falling. And she made me do it. I mean, I was, you know, yeah, I couldn't quite cry, but I was ready to cry. I was like, everything in my body was just like, you don't want to fall. But sure enough, I became a falling expert. And then I was like, oh, once you get your head around falling over, it opens up everything else because you don't die and you're not a failure. It's part of the learning process. And that was like, you know, not just for trapeze, it was like a whole, like everything in life kind of thing. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay to do this. And you're actually going to be better at things and improve if you let yourself do that. And so same for roller skating. If you spend, if all your whole thing, which up until that time of piece for me in life was like, and I never fell or I never hurt myself or I never got a, you know, and my protective gear is, look at it, it's never been touched by the ground, you know, it defeats the whole purpose. And actually when you start falling over, then when you're like, well, I wanna learn this trick, what's the worth? that's gonna happen? Well, I know how to fall over, you know, it opens up a whole new, all these new possibilities.
0: Fun is popping up in all sorts of ways, not just in the activities that we're doing this summer. And Jersey, I know you talked earlier with Lale in the spring about maximalist hotel design trends that might be coming out of the pandemic um, as we're looking for something a little more exciting than the year we've had of so much gray. How are you guys at Urban Cowboy and the Dive Motel approaching the summer and kind of that fun attitude?
3: So if you know anything about Lion's design at both these places, it, it is already very maximalist. That's um, just something he's kind of keyed in on er, early, I guess. We're ahead of the trend. Um, but, you know, the dive is a disco party. So and it has a huge pool. So that's, you know, that's our summer. Like summer is the dive. I'm actually going there right after this for our staff party which I'm very much looking forward to. Lion just bought the biggest disco ball. Like we have a disco ball in every room. We have Party on a Switch, which is like a disco ball that turns on and is connected to dive radio. So like music starts playing, these lights come on, the disco ball starts spinning and that's every room in the hotel. So, but they're small disco balls. They're like, you know, little one footers. He just bought a, I believe a six foot disco ball.
0: (laughs)
1: I'm obsessed. Also, just going back to finding joy during the pandemic, I bought a disco ball for my apartment. Oh my God, yes. Joy is a
0: disco ball. And I have
1: listened to so much disco music. It was my like true escape. So you're like, right, you're tapping into all my needs right now. (laughs) And you guys have a really fun fact about where you get your disco balls from, right?
3: Yeah, we actually, all of our disco balls are handmade by this woman named Yo. um, Yo-Yo, who is the last American disco ball maker? She makes all of them by hand here in America. They're not like cheap knockoffs. Um, they're re- they're really beautiful, and it's a it's a good story. Like she made the balls for Studio Fifty Four, and like she has a deep, deep history in disco ball making. Um, and then, so for the cowboy, you know, the Catskill property is really where we're you know focusing a lot of our attention for for fun outdoor stuff this summer. Nashville has its own scene for summertime activities and like people are really starting to jump back into that I I know you were just here right so or you were in Gatlinburg
1: I was yeah wasn't too far it's it's in
3: too (laughs) far but it's um you know it's bachelorette central they call it Nash Vegas it's like the bachelorettes are back the girls are wearing the tiaras again. They're, you know, wearing the matching Daisy Dukes and the cowboy boots, and they're here. They're ready. I don't want to predict too much and say that, like, these things are going to happen. I think the most fun and the most exciting things are going to be the things that aren't planned, that are just what's sparking off when people get together. There's so much energy right now that's been pent up. People are like, I think we just, we just are creating space. This is what we've always done. We're just gonna create space for people to come together and do what they do. And like, that's probably the most fun thing that can happen because when you let people be themselves, with like a slight, slight directive, right? Then formed by the space, magic happens and and really, really fun things happen. So I don't know. I think it'll be, I think this summer is going to be, I think it's going to be like a little bit of a boomerang where like everyone just kind of throws it out there. And then at the end of it, maybe we'll come back and revisit the fact that
2: maybe we've all been traumatized. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but not till I, later. <laughs> no, totally. I, I did. Um, I taught two classes this weekend and then, and we did the same thing last month, and the recovery time from talking to people. And being social. <laughs> like I was like, I just need to sit down for a minute. <laughs> I just need to like reprocess. And then you're like, did I say that to that person? Did, did they like me? Was it, with you know, and you're just like having to re like, it's, it's crazy. It's going to take so long. It's going to be very slow for me personally. And maybe, I mean, I think some people are probably chill and they're just back out there, but it really, I was really like, I'm exhausted.
3: <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's exhausting. The energy output is insane. Everyone's been alone with themselves. So they've gotten into their own bodies. Like they started roller skating, um, they've taken up all these like tutorials and biking and they're getting out there, but they're very much th- these are solo activities. So, like, where they yeah. feel like they've recouped something about their body, you know, now we're having to read the body language of other people and like interact with them again. And that is, it's an entirely different, like, no one knows what to do.
1: You mentioned my trip to Tennessee and the fact that my first p- trip since 2019, where I got on a plane was to go to a bachelorette at Dollywood was the most... I mean, set
0: the bar high. Like, really? (laughs) I'm going all out. (laughs) I mean, it was amazing, but
1: I need to recoup for the the next week. I'm totally... Every sense has been overwhelmed. Um, I felt like I had to relearn every single social skill, act of spontaneity that I had once possessed and had had to relinquish. It was it was a trip. But, you know, I think you both touch on something that is incredibly relatable. I definitely relate to that. And I think the word FOMO has suddenly returned to our vocabulary after being absent for over a year. How do you think we should be striking a balance between seizing this extraordinary summer and making the most of it and still finding time to take care
3: of ourselves after, like Jersey, you said, a traumatic event? I mean, for me... Um... I think that there's a decent amount of reflection that can still be taken as we, like, really venture out. And I do think that because it's going to be so awkward, like we were describing, that, like, that that reflection will, will be internalized no matter what. I'm pretty grateful that we still have what we have and that we're able to do the things that we are hopefully going to be able to do this summer. So as we venture out and it's very, very, very exciting, I think there's also like I have a a small hesitation in me that like that realizes that, you know, we did almost not have the ability to do this. You know, like we were very, very close at times to not having the spaces that we still have and to like, you know, as as much as we're like charge ahead, let's go. The world is open. Yeah, I think just just taking that time for reflection is going to be super important. Um, and that'll, that'll slow it down. Like, I think I really got to observe what it's like to, to be grateful to not have FOMO. Like being pregnant during a pandemic was the best thing ever because none of my friends were doing anything. I didn't miss any parties (laughs) that I couldn't go to. Like it was the best. Um, but I was also alone. So that like sucked. And you know, like I, when you go to the doctor and you're pregnant, they ask you a million questions and it's like, they're always checking on your mental health. You know, they're like, how are you feeling? Then they're checking for depression and things like that. So they're asking very basic questions and they were like, well, like, how are you doing? Like, how's your pregnancy going? And I went in and I was like, yeah, I know it's, it's great. And I was like, it's not what I thought it would be. And then the next thing I know, I'm like in tears crying about how I don't have any friends. <laughs> so I think, um, Yeah. I mean, I have like a little, I have a baby. I have a beacon that's telling me every day to be grateful for the things that I have. And like, she's a timestamp. So um, the reflection process is, it's how you stay sane. It's how you don't have FOMO. I think that everyone kind of took for granted things that they had pre-pandemic and you know I'm I remember calling out from events all the time and just being like I don't want to go I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna do this like I don't want to be there and like now it's like anything that happens you want to say yes to but you know you don't have to
2: (laughs) yeah I think 2020 killed FOMO FOMO's dead FOMO's over It's not allowed. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. I just, I just think people have like we had. There was a universal global FOMO of like we don't want to be in a pandemic. (laughs) We had plans. People had weddings. People had things, and then it was like, wait, but we're alive. And then, and then I think also we're at home. And then also you start to quit. You're like, why was I? trying to go to that restaurant and then trying to park here and then go to that party and then not get any sleep and then go to work. Why was I doing this? What was the what was the actual point and the objective of this? And I think now, you know, it's time. Like we've done 18 months. So now I think we all really got to understand, like, we're like, oh, you know what? I have to sleep in my bed every night for eight hours, 10 hours, or, or my body's going to Pack it in on me. Like, and when I, you know, when I sleep more, I feel better. And it's like, okay, well, all the like basic things like eating meals slowly, eating well, having sleep, having rest, making home something comfortable. But I think FOMO is dead, personally. Personally, I really think it's over. I think people are not like, damn it, I wish I'd gone to those three parties instead of just the two that I went to. You know, I think it's given us an opportunity to really, like you said, you know, appreciate what we have, enjoy those things, enjoy them fully. Yeah, so uh, FOMO's over.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. It's done. (laughs) It's dead, dead. FOMO's been cancelled.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I have loved meeting new people, and I'm putting that in air quotes, and following journeys and and seeing joy play out on social media, um, which of course has plenty of pitfalls, but um, can bring a lot of joy and has introduced me to so many amazing women. What Instagram accounts do you two follow that are just pure fun for you to look at?
2: I'm so happy for all of them, every single one of them. But it's been crazy watching, like, skaters, like, you know, I had one friend, favourite Instagram story. She was, I think she had, she always had roughly 10K followers and then... I'm sure Umi, you've probably seen her. Everyone know the yellow shorts. And she wrote to me and she said, You know, can we do a giveaway with my shop, Paradise? Because she wears Paradise stuff. And she was like, Can we do, it? she said, Can we do a giveaway? You know, I'm getting a lot of followers. Maybe um, if I hit 30K followers, we could do a giveaway of the shorts. And she's in Germany and we were like trying, and I was like, Totally, no worries. I like sent her the shorts out. By the time she wrote back, and I said as a joke in there, because I saw it was just going up and up and up. And I said, Maybe it'll be. 50k or something like that, you know, because it was, I could see she'd been getting picked up. By the time she wrote back to me, she had half a million followers. It was over. And it was like, and now I think she's got like a million. I was just like, Umi is the sweetest. She's been skating. I mean, I'm just, you know, when it, you, like a, a lot of these influences and, you know, that I, I look at and I, I'm like, oh, this person has 12 million followers. And I'm like, oh, I've never seen this person before. Who's this? And then you look and you're like, what, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs>
1: But Umi, a star.
2: Yeah. Umi, ah, oh, love her. You know, she's, she's brilliant. I just love her. I just love her. And people are trying to ask all these political questions and asking her all these things. And she's just like, I'm, I skate. Like, I'm an amazing skater. And she is. She's an amazing skater. And I just love that someone who really is, you know, what they are being loved and, and acknowledged for that. It's, it made a really nice change.
3: Um, Jazzy, what about you? I went in pretty hard on like the self-care thing during quarantine. Obviously, I was pregnant and I was like, I'm never going to have time again. <laughs> so like I went I went pretty hard and we have, you know, tubs are our thing. Um, we have tubs in all our hotels, like big soaking tubs in the rooms. We have tubs in our all of our houses. It's like we're <laughs> into taking baths. And um, one of my good friends who just has like some really beautiful and like it's not... It's not, like, too down the rabbit hole of, like, healing and spirituality and, like, all the things. But she's, like, she's pretty witchy. And she, you know, she promotes being your own healer versus you, like, idolizing her and making her a deity of of your self-wealth. It's Mama Medicine. And she does amazing, amazing baths. Um, And, they're like, her photos are just so beautiful. She actually has a book out. It's called, like, Ritual Baths and she's done stuff with us at the lodge and she like it's i mean i'm just it's inspiring and it makes you want to love yourself a little bit and i like i'm pretty i'm pretty into that
1: <laughs> i'm going to follow her immediately
0: i know I'm ba- so ba- into instagram i mean in. yeah <laughs>
3: And then another one, if you want like a really fun one that's more like, um, sexual wellness, but like, it's all body focused. It's not s- specific towards women. Um, but their first product that they made was for women. It's called, um, Nakey, and they made a product called Muff Mask, which is like a sheet mask for your vagina. And it's these two girls and one of them is actually one of my best friends and she, but they like post all these questions about like they're they're constantly posting like um, in their stories like surveys about how much you know about like terminology and just different things and how you you know just about sexual wellness. And uh, it's it's pretty fun because you like find yourself taking the survey and you're like dang I didn't I don't know what any of these things mean like what is that you know. <laughs> And then you find out and you're like, wow. (laughs) That sounds so much
1: better than doom scrolling. I'm sold. (laughs) Exactly. I need like ritual baths and I need information about muff masks. And that's going to be my Instagram feed for the summer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's Hey, I feel like it's everyone's winning.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, If people want to follow you both on the internet, where can they find you?
2: Mine's just my name. It's just at Marawa, M-A-R-A-W-A. Yeah,
0: and mine
3: is also just my name, but it's spelled with a Z. So it's Jers Banks, at Jers
0: Banks. Amazing. I'm at Oh Hey There, Mayor. I'm at Lale Hannah. You can check out our guide to summer fun at cntraveler.com. Be sure to follow Women Who Travel on Instagram and sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes, uh, along with ways to connect with Jersey and Marwa, and we will talk to you next
2: week.